And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Welcome to Seeing Red. Hey, boys and girls, welcome to Scene Red. I'm David K. Montoya. I'm Rebecca C. Lockring. And I'm dying over here from Aaron Nowitz. <laughs> Holy shit, fuck me with Soli Putty. The lovebirds are back! That's right, motherfuckers, they're back. And I'm actually pretty happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> Where you guys been? I've been going to school 13 hours a day, 6 days a week. For what? Two? For a month. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say. It felt like two months. It was a month, but it felt like eight months. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let me catch everybody up because I really haven't talked about it. Um, at, after episode 35, you were trying to get caught up with school, and at the time you were trying to get into Victor Valley College. Yeah. And it wasn't a business decision because that was probably the worst business decision ever made. But it was kind of the big brother decision, and I needed to give you guys your space to, and I explained this to you. I explained yeah. this the night of, I explained it to you. Yeah. You know, and fortunately for me, it, it appears that you guys succeeded in what I was hoping would happen. You know, you guys got in and got to school, and you guys are doing good. Um, unfortunately for me, the following week when I announced that, I got over 200 emails telling me that I was an asshole, I was a cocksucker, and I was a bitch. And though instantly the business part of me said, oh, I got to get these guys back. But the big brother part of me said, no, let them do their thing, let them get caught up, let them do what they need to do, and then I'll bring them back when when time is right. Mm-hmm. And I've been in contact with mom, you know, following your guys' progress. And then we kind of like, okay, this is where they're at. So by October, you know, you guys would be right where you need to be. Plus, I think you'll be able to do the podcasting. So here we are once again. And this is episode, what is this? This is episode 44. We missed a lot. <laughs> um, just uh Terry Terry stepped in a few times and and we talked uh, a lot about one of the things because Terry's living with us right now is Terry and I have been friends for over 10 years now but now with him living here I I even realized there's more shit that we have in common than I originally realized so we talked a lot about that and well, as you get older I mean you, you grow as a person anyway. Right. So, of course, like, you can always relate to other people. And sometimes you can't always relate to people, which is kind of funny, because you would, sometimes you can expect people to be similar to you, and they can be totally different. Uh, it's funny you say that, because I was talking about how I grew up with, you know, my brother and 
um, two of my cousins, and I have no contact with them at all, any of them. <laughs> and there was one in particular that was really close to me because we both like comic books and, and that type of thing. And he's probably the one that went farthest astray out of everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's jump into it. Let's let's get into reminiscing and and being the geeks that we are because I know everybody's just their ears are perked up. Um, there was so much shit that's happened, and it's funny because I'm I you sent me a link to it on Facebook and I subscribed. I'm actually part of the the Bat Maniacs. Yeah. And there's there's this one guy that posts under Batman. I'm like Aaron. Is that Aaron? <laughs> <laughs> Um, Ben Affleck is the new Batman. Yeah, mm-hmm. we heard. Are you guys not happy? Or I don't what, like what? Ben Affleck. You don't like Ben? I, I don't like him. I I used to think he was a good actor when I was young. Mm-hmm. But then I grew up and realized that he's he not. He can't really act, yeah. Haven't you, you seen him make fun? Like, I talked about this before, I think, on here, when they made fun of him on uh, Family Guy. Yeah. He's like, I gotta be him to the eighth in eight seconds. And he, or no, 20 minutes. In eight. And yeah, he's like, he's like, hello, 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 hello. Got it. Got it. Get the skis and runs out. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's how he prepares for a movie. Like, I, he was horrible in Daredevil. Maybe some of his, like, earlier movies were a little better. Mm-hmm. But. What about, like, in Argo and stuff? I've never seen that Argo. movie. I haven't seen that either. Well, he, you know, he won an Academy Award for it. Really? Really? Mm-hmm. Maybe he, maybe he stepped it up. <clears throat> because he's really good at writing. You know, because um what was that one movie with uh, Robin Williams that uh, and Ben Affleck and Matt Damon? Goodwill Hunting? No. Yes, yes, yeah? Goodwill Hunting. Okay. You know, that was a good movie. You know that they wrote that movie. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon wrote the movie and um they won an Academy Award for that. So they actually have an award for Academy Award for writing. Oh, okay. And um he just can't act. That's his, that's his deal. And then, you know, 15 years later, he gets an Academy Award for... Well, they didn't give him a directing award, but they gave him an award for best movie. Hmm. Oh, okay. So, I mean, I I don't really see Ben Affleck as Batman. I mean, I've seen a picture of him, like, when he as he's preparing for the role. It's hard because her. Christian Bale was like... He made mind, it to like everybody. Batman, has to you know? happen. Right. A throat where you have to smoke a lot of cigarettes. Well, I, I, I think the... That's know. what I think is so funny about it. That's just my opinion on it. Um, I, I told her I've seen a picture of Ben Affleck as he's preparing for the Batman role. And Ben Affleck, like, he's huge compared to how he was in Daredevil. Mm-hmm. In Daredevil, he was a twig. Ben Affleck looks like he can be in Gladiator. Really? Yeah. Like, he's just like... Ugh. I mean, he's not super, super, like cut and ripped, but he's way bigger than he was before. It was kind of like... I don't know about that whole acting thing, but definitely women, well, I can't I'm still going to see the movie, but yeah. we'll see what happens. Oh, yeah. Um, did you guys finally see Superman yet, or no? No. Mm-hmm. We have, we've been, like, out of contact with everything. Um, <laughs> anything. Yeah. It, well, it should be coming out on DVD soon. Soon, so. yeah. It just came out, like, three Speaking months ago. Of, it's like, uh, hey. Movies, superhero movies, they, uh... They're having Mary Kate Nash Olsen's sister playing Scarlet Witch in the Avengers. What? Yeah. She's a good actress. Elizabeth Olsen. She uh, started acting last year. Uh huh. She's done a lot of like mainly independent films, and I think she's actually a really good act. Compared to them, she's a really good actress. 
Oh, really? Yes, she's... It's funny because she looks a lot like them, but you know how they look up to, like, 12? Like, they're tiny. They're so petite. They're short and little. She's a tall woman. Like, she's not a little girl. So I think she'll do good. And then um, Quicksilver is going to be played by the, the guy that played Kick-Ass. Yes, I've seen that. And I like his acting, too. He looks yeah. like a completely different person. Yeah, I was, like, looking at him like, dang, he's, like, grown up, like, overnight. I haven't seen Kick-Ass 2 yet. Have you I seen haven't either. No. I haven't seen anything. I want to see that. We did see The Conjuring the other night. And I want to see that. That is a good movie. It's funny because I see a lot of, like, Facebook memes where it's like niggas be going to bed like they got the pillow on top and look with their eyes open. It's kind of funny. Is it Conjuring? Yeah. Oh. I wouldn't say it's that scary. Um, I mean, there's some scary moments to it, but... Hold on. There's some scary moments to it, but I don't think it was really, you know, where you're laying in bed and, you know, going, oh, oh, jeez, oh, jeez. Yeah. It, it's nothing. It's it's kind of along the lines of the Amityville Horror House, mm. mm-hmm. but it's it's a good movie. I've seen that. We've seen on uh, Terry's birthday, we've seen um, The World's End. Isn't that the one with the, the guys from... Simon Pegg. And, yeah. yeah. That was good. That one movie we watched was really good. Now You See Me. Oh, yeah. That's a really that good movie. That's a really fucking it's good movie. It's got the magicians. It's got Woody Harrelson in it. Um, Fred is, Adams. Yeah, and... Uh, uh, James Franco's brother. James Franco's brother. I forgot what his name was. Jason Franco? No. No. Is he older or younger? Younger. Okay, we'll call him Younger Franco. Yeah, Young Franco. <laughs> and then the guy that played in the Facebook movie. I can't make what his name is. He played Zuckerman in the Facebook movie. Oh, the the same guy that played Scott Pilgrim? It's not the same guy. Is no. not? No, it's no. a different guy. Oh. But I can't make what his name is right now, but yeah. Huh. And um, there's more information coming out about X-Men Days of the Future Past. It's... It, <laughs> They're bringing back all those people. Anna well, Paquin, Holly Berry. I don't know. I think it's going to be weird. Yeah. Well, it's Okay, here's the problem I have. From what I've seen in, in stills and pictures and whatnot, um, it starts with the X-Men, the original X-Men in like the 1960s. Yeah. And then they travel to the X-Men of today, which is going to be, you know, Days of the Future Past. <laughs> it just... Why, just follow the fucking guidelines. There's, it's a two or three book series, um, you know, in the, the original yeah. X-Men. Just follow it. You don't it, have it's, to get Yeah, creative. it's not hard. It's, the the story's already it's there. Yeah, it's there for you. All you gotta do is write it down, put dialogue, and that's it. Just My make sure the story's the is same. Like, the original X-Men was so bad. Like, I, I kind of pretend like it didn't happen right. in my mind. And like, I really like the new X-Men. Why are they bringing the shit to the good? Like they're gonna ruin it. Like I like I I can't even like put those two together. Like the ones they have in the new movie, right? And the old movie. The old movie to me is corny. The new movie's not corny. Well, yeah. I'm kind of curious to see who's gonna play Cyclops. I don't know because it's not gonna be uh what's his name James Marston Marston yes, which makes me happy because when I first seen him, I'm like no, no that no. <laughs> They're not, they're not bringing that same gene. Are they the same gene? No. It's a different one. I think it's going to be a different gene as well. I know Halle Berry is back. Yes. And then should, they, back. They should put Halle Berry in the costume of Storm where she's wearing the leather jacket with, like, the spandex leggings with the mohawk. 
That would be pretty and fucking cool. And then they're bringing back uh, Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart. Well, yeah, that makes sense. I love Patrick Stewart. He's here. funny. But Patrick Stewart's already said this is it for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, he's already set on retirement. Yeah. He's been set re- on retirement since, like, He'll, he'll keep doing uh, his little... Star Trek. His little uh, dad <laughs> shows, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, And speaking of the X-Men and comic books... Well, let me say one more thing. I watched... Uh, it's called Superman Unbound. And it's their latest uh, direct-to-video or direct-to-DVD movie, you know, animated movie. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, that was good. It was really good. Is it on Netflix? Good. It's... um. It's on, um, what is it? There's a, it's a website that you can watch. Uh, I can't think of it off the top of my head. But yeah, I'll give you the link before we get out of here. But it was really good. In fact, it was Superman and Brainiac. And in the beginning, it shows how Brainiac had trans, um, transformed himself into the Brainiac that we know. Mm-hmm. And you see this little mechanical eye going to his, you know, towards his eyeball, and you think it's going to cut away, right? No, it actually shows the thing plunging into the Brainiac's eye and extracting his eye. It was really bloody and gory. Um, his robot minion would attack these different worlds, and when they attacked, there was like a tentacle. It was kind of a ripoff of Omega Red, if you guys remember Omega Red mm-hmm. from the X Men. Mm-hmm. Um, he had medical, metal tentacles that would come out instead of, um, he was the Russian version of Wolverine. Oh, so okay. instead of claws, he had tentacles. Well, same thing with these guys, but it came out of the palm of their hand. And, uh, and the tip of the pinnacle, pinnacle, the tentacle was a, a spike. And you would see these, you know, the tentacles wave around and, and like dart into people's heads. And you see the spike would actually go in their head and blood would go everywhere. It was really, really violent. But one of the things that I loved the most was um, Brainiac is standing over the Daily Planet, and he's talking to Lois Lane, talking about, you know, you're humans, you're useless, and, and you're insignificant. And all of a sudden, Lois Lane, she doesn't say anything, no dialogue. She just raises up her hands and goes, and literally flips them off. That's funny. I'm like, this is DC. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is DC. And it, they just really, that's why they're so much better than Marvel. And I mean, granted, I am, I'm reading the X-Men comics again. Yeah. But they are, they're doing so much better than, than Marvel. Have you because... read any of the new Superman comics? No. With, with Jim Lee's artwork? He did a, I was showing Rebecca, he did a really, really good job with the artwork. Speaking of Jim Lee, he did a, a podcast and he was talking about his life. Mm-hmm. Did you know that he was supposed to become a physician? His mom and dad are, are doctors. Uh-uh. What? And they wanted him to become a... He, he literally started med school. But his desire to be a comic book artist outweighed that. So he literally yeah. dropped out of med school and became a comic book artist. Yeah, that's cool. That's funny. Um, anyway, since we're talking about comics... Jubilee has reappeared into the comic books. It's a vampire. Not only is she a vampire, but Jubilee is a mommy. What? She's a mom? Yes, she's a mom. And I've yet to figure out how she has a baby, who the father is, but... Has to be that faggot from Twilight. <laughs> has to be. Okay, apparently this is like, this is a trend. 
now, apparently. You know, everything's got to turn into a vampire or something. But, um, yeah, and it, it's it's completely not Jubilee. I mean, it, it kind of looks like an older ju- Jubilee. Yeah. But character-wise, no. No, it's just... <clears throat> she has hints of, like, Wolverine's attitude. Mm. And just really... It's again. It's because Jubilee. When I think of Jubilee, it, it was always carefree, young, yeah, and, and you know. But now she's just like this hardcore warrior vampire chick that God. seems very one-dimensional to me. And uh, like I said, I, I've been catching up. Uh, there's all new X Men, and that's the one that I'm I'm collecting. I have all 17 issues on my phone. I've been collecting them, you know, digitally. And they're in the middle of, of what is called uh, Battle of the Atom miniseries. Or not miniseries, but it's a crossover. And it's not the crossover that I grew up with. Because it's a ten-part crossover. And they're, they're on part seven right now. There's only three more parts left. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how are you going to even... The story is just now getting interesting at really? seven parts. How are you going to wrap the story up in three more issues? Because, you know, and I, I mentioned this before, Brian Michael Bendis, who's the writer, he, he feels that onomatopoeias are dialogue. <laughs> so... Pow! Slap! Yes! <laughs> so, you, you, he, he says that he writes the stories to have the artist tell the story. Yeah. Now, anybody that knows anything about Marvel, they do it Marvel style. So what happens is, is Brian Michael Bendis calls the artist and says, this is what I want to happen. The artist draws out the story, gives Brian Michael Bendis the artwork, and then he puts in the dialogue. So essentially, it's kind of co-written by the artist, because yeah. the artist is putting this together the story. And because... I know this is just my opinion, but because Brian Michael Bendis has no clue what the story is actually happening, that's why he just goes with bang, boom, pop. You know? <laughs> He's like, okay. And then he makes big bucks. So that's what's going on. And, and kind of to tell you what the story is, um, God, where do I start? The, the beast of this time is dying because so he's, his progression and mutation is killing him. So he decides that he's going to go back to the past and have his younger self help him, you know, with this recreation of mutism, you know, to save his life. Yeah. Well, instead of doing that, because this was the original premise, you know, they all come into the, uh, the future. Originally, it was supposed to be just Beast, the young Beast, but all five of the original X-Men are now in our time. And they're fighting Cyclops, who's the bad guy now. Yeah. <laughs> and Funny. they made Cyclops just, it makes my stomach hurt. Because he's like the psychopath. And I kind of get the premise of it. You know, he's had all this responsibility on him since he was a teenager, and finally he just cracks. Yeah. But, again, if if anybody knows, you know, reading for any length of time of the original X-Men comics, he kind of got off on that. That was his rush. That was yeah. like his drug was to, you know, make split moment decisions. It doesn't really follow the character, you know, in development, but whatever. 
So him, Magneto, Emma Frost, um, Cyc- or Colossus's sister, um, Ileana, which is magic, mm-hmm. they formed the revolution. They're, they call themselves the X-Men still, but they're the revolution. They're trying to fight against mutants. Okay. Well, anyway, um, so they, they battle a couple times with the, the bad X-Men, and in the process, the original Cyclops, the young Cyclops, almost dies. And as he's starting to die, the present-day Cyclops is starting to fade out. You know, he's starting to not exist. Because if the young Cyclops dies, all that doesn't happen. Yeah. So, again, my theory is, is if you're really going to do that, then just kill him off. Hey, there you go. Problem solved. Yeah. So, after that... Because they save the, the young Cyclops. Um, everybody's like, you need to get out of here. You know, get out of this time because you're going to change time. You're going to change everything. And Jean Grey and Cyclops are like, no, I don't want to leave. Mm-hmm. So they take off. And very uncharacteristic of the X-Men, they join voices with the bad X-Men to track down and hunt these young X-Men. Okay. The heck? Yes. <coughs> and in the process of them getting ready to go track down the young X-Men, all of a sudden these other X-Men show up. And they're like, we're from the future. And you have to go home. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you got the present X-Men, the past X-Men, and the future X-Men. Yes. Oh, my God. And the the chick with the, the metal skull, her name is Zorn, mm. at the end of one episode she finally takes off the the helmet and you find out it's Jean Grey. An older uh-huh. Jean Grey. Uh-huh. And it was like, okay, okay, you know, just kind of whatever. So they, they finally tracked down Cyclops and, and, uh, they, well, let's see, we're, I'm trying to keep this timeline straight because you really have to kind of put the story together in your head because there's really not that much dialogue. Um, so they, they track them down, they, they bring them back and now, in the process of them bringing the, the original X-Men back, um, the young Warren Worthington, Angel, he finds out that somewhere along the line of when I quit reading comic books to now, Warren's just gone batshit crazy. Yeah, All he does is one. he just flies around the air and he's like, ooh, you know? <laughs> he's looking for the invisible fly swatter. Something, fuck. <laughs> and... um the the young version of Warren Worthington sees himself and he's like, this is what I become. And he's like, I'm not going back just to become him. You know, so he actually goes to the bad X-Men side. Oh, okay. So in the process of this, um, let's see, Magic goes to the young Iceman and Beast. And they're like, we're going to the future to figure out what's going on. So they go to the future and... They they go to the because it's no longer the school of uh, Xavier School for the Gifted Youngsters. Mm. It's now called Jean Grey School for the Gifted Youngsters. Somewhere along the line, Jean Grey has gone higher than the founder of the X Men. I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, um, they go to the future and they're expecting to see this war torn future, and it's just a beautiful paradise of, of you know just peace yeah and all of a sudden these people come out and you're like who are you and they're like we're the x-men 
Like, oh, okay. So then you go to the next issue, which is issue seven. And it shows that Dazzler, do you remember Dazzler? Mm -hmm. She's convinced to run for president. And she wins the presidency of the United States. And as she's giving her speech, you know, her acceptance speech, she's assassinated. And that makes Beast turn crazy. Everybody's turning fucking crazy. And <laughs> now, you know, he's decided somehow he's, he's making some ploy to change the future that has, so there's so many questions. And like I said, there's three episodes or not episodes, but three issues left to tell this whole thing. Yeah. About who these, the original, um, future X-Men who say they were X-Men, who they are. Why do they want to change the past? How are the the real X-Men of the future going to play in to fighting the bad X-Men of the, you know, the future? What happens when all past, present, future, good, bad, and the ugly get together and they're going to have, have it out? Because that's inevitable. That's yeah. got to happen. And does the original X-Men go back to the past? These are all the questions that are being asked. And you're going to answer them in three issues? I can't help but feel that Grant Morrison has a hand in this somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's turning crazy. The fucking series is, like, flipped inside out its asshole. I like how they have, like, all these timelines going on. Like, it just sounds crazy. Like, I want to read it because it sounds so crazy. But then, like, you tell me it has no dialogue and that, like, like it just, it, like, depresses me. I'll have to let you, you can log in. You guys, uh, well, you have Comicology. Yeah, I have it on my phone right now. Right. But you can, you know, use Wi-Fi and sign in under me, and you can see what I have. You know, I have all the back issues, of, okay. all new. And it's plus they came out with um, the X Men, just X Men, mm -hmm. which is Storm. Um, Good. Let's see, was it Storm? I like Storm. Rogue. Uh, Jubilee. Well, they're all. It's all women. Yeah. And um, they're they're to me because I I read an issue because it crosses over. Mm -hmm. To me, I felt very feminist. Really? Yes. <laughs> like, fuck the ex men. We're the ex women. You know. Yeah. So, I don't know. And that's that's kind of my spill on what's going on. I've been really. It's almost like out of like morbid curiosity, and there's a group that I think all three of us belong to the X Men group, yeah? yeah, on Facebook. Yeah, and I, I posted it the other night, and I was like, you know, what do you think? Do you think that you know they can actually make this in three three issues? And another guy's like, well, I they all die, and I was like, you know what? That honestly, and I know he was just being sarcastic, but I said. That That's probably, probably what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> it really would. Just say, okay, we're done with the X-Men. Yay! Just go home, guys. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> That'd probably be No more shitty stories. We're done. <laughs> and I was talking about growing up in the, you know, I, I started reading comic books in the 90s, but, you know, I bought a lot of back issues from the 80s because they were cheap. And, of course, you know, that's Chris Claremont. And he's very dialogue heavy. And then you had, uh, Scott Labdell and Fabian Nicieza, which were the two main writers of the X-Men during the 90s, which yeah. are just, they were great, great.
great writers. Very dialogue heavy. That's very... that's sort of what got me into comics is because my mom and my dad used to be like into that. Uh huh. And uh, you know, I, I like I told you before on like one of the older episodes, they used to have this big thick ass uh, Marvel fucking encyclopedia thing uh-huh. and I'd sit through it and look through pages and like oh this is really interesting and then they'd have like like a, a stack of comics or whatever that are like old comics and I'd just I'd read through them and I didn't even know what the hell I was reading I just read it because I, I thought it was interesting and come to find out like later on when they made the X-Men I was like oh I know what that is and then that's what he got me even more entwined with it the movie fucking sucked ass that's neither here nor there <laughs> <laughs> um and that's why I was saying on the post is, you know, I grew up telling, it's, it's a visual medium. Yes, comic mm-hmm. book is visually a medium, which you should see the artwork. Yes. Because, you know, I, I never tried to become a, a comic book artist because I, I didn't feel that my artwork was good enough for Marvel or DC, you know, artwork wise. But I'm looking at the shit that now, I'm like, I could draw this not even trying. Yeah. There's like they don't, they do silhouettes. Mm-hmm. Um, like you'll see characters without faces or hands. They just have round hands, like you know South Park. Yeah, round hands and a thumb. You know, and I'm like, the quality of comic books. They're I lazy. That's why Jim Lee went over no, to it's DC. It it's, about, it's not about like your talent anymore. It's about who you know. Yes. Yeah. Everything's that way. Music industry, movies, everything's like that. Harley Rage. It's about who you know. So you've got a lazy artist that... Now, mind you, I ran a comic book company, independent comic book company for years. And I know how... When you send us a submission back then, I would look at the submission. And one of the things that I would look at is how many splash pages would you include in your submission? Now, if you had a submission of five pages and you gave me three pages of splash pages, and for those that don't know what splash page is, splash page is a whole single panel on one page. That's a splash page. So if if I see three splash pages and two panel pages, that was an indicator to me that you were a lazy artist. Yeah. So I think they're lazy. I mean... We took just a, a moment break in between the sentences here, and I, I showed you a full episode, or not episode, I'm so used to <laughs> the podcast, you know, I call it yeah. episodes, uh, a full issue of the the X-Men, and everything, just about every single page was a double page splash, with little or no dialogue. Right. So, to me, that shows me that the artist is lazy, Bendis is lazy, because he had hardly anything in there to read. Yeah. And I mean, I'll you know, I'll I'll let you check it out, and you can read everything that I have on my file. But I don't know. I I don't want it to turn into a rant because I I do somewhat enjoy reading the comic books. Um, it's it's kind of interesting because it feels like I've gone full circle because originally when I first became a writer. The whole purpose was that it wasn't so much that I didn't enjoy the comic books because I loved reading the comic books back mm-hmm. then, but <clears throat> it was once a week, or not once a week, but once a month, you know, this title would come out. Yeah. And I wanted more, you know, for the next three weeks. And that's actually why I started writing. I started writing X Men stories to fulfill my own need. 
Now, you know, 20-something years later, I kind of find myself doing that again, but instead of not only fulfilling the need to have more content, it's just I could do so much better without even trying. I really could. I could tell a better story, better dialogue, you know. <clears throat> and, and you've seen I mean, how many pages, or not how many pages, how many panels on that page where people like going, woo, you won, woo, you yeah. won, you know. Really? <laughs> almost $4 for that. Yeah, and it was three ninety nine. Now, <clears throat> the nice thing is, is if I get back into collecting paperbacks again, it comes with a digital comic code. Uh, that's free. Cool. So that's I'll get cool. both. Which then won't be so bad because essentially you're paying two bucks for paper and then two bucks for digital is yeah. what it comes out to. So I, I might they, go that route. I think they do that because they want pe- they're loyal fans to be able to have the content whether or not they uh, you know they have a physical copy. Because right. you know how some people, they just they get it and then they shelter it away for years. Right. And they don't want to open it or anything. And then, like, that way if they still want to read it, they can read it. And my biggest hang-up, and I was laughing because Terry and I were talking about this. And he's like, I thought Wolverine was your favorite character. I'm like, no. <laughs> no. He really, he really thought that? Yeah. Legitimately? Uh-huh. Wow. And I was like, no. No, not at all. I, I and they have Wolverine as the headmaster of the school now. Oh my god. So it's it, it's I don't know. I was, I, I, I was waiting for him to go AWOL. <laughs> <laughs> um so that's pretty much what's going on. If uh if any of you guys out there listening are interested, you can go to Facebook and join just type in X Men X hyphen men. And you'll find the X-Men group. And it's a fun group. It really is. It, it's some good conversation. And and you find some people that have been in there as long as I have. And they have, you know, as much knowledge as I do about back issues. A lot of people are a lot more forgiving than I am. I realize that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <clears throat> because I've been told, you know, they're fictional characters. I'm like, yeah, I get they're fictional characters. But, you know, it's been 50 years that these characters have been out and they've pretty much all acted for the most part. I mean, character development kind of fleshes that out and makes them change somewhat, but yeah, but there should never be a time where a character does a complete change. change. Yeah. Right. And, uh, so I, I've been told that a couple times as well. You know, it's just fictional characters, dude. I'm like, yeah, I get it, but they're, they're wrong. Yeah. They, no, uh, some people just don't see it as other shit. Like, that's how I am with, um, anime, and she knows it. Like, I'll try to, like, explain something to her, and she's like, I don't get it. Well, <laughs> like, it's, you know. And now, a word from our sponsors. Before 1971, a young S. Sadie Burbank could only imagine a simple American life as a loving wife and mother. That was her goal when she first married in 1959 at the age of 18. But with the wild social revolution of the 1960s, Burbank's idea of a perfect life would quickly change as she left behind her family to begin a new existence of her own. Her journey would find her on a plane headed toward her new lover, Steve, who was halfway across the world. 
waiting her arrival in a small bush camp in the country of Liberia. Once there, Sadie is greeted with a fascinating strange world and plunges herself into the exotic land of the bush. But less than six months later, Sadie would realize all was not as it seemed, and Steve was not the man she fell in love with. Burbank found herself desperately seeking escape from the camp and her lover as she raced back to Roberts Field Airport, literally running for her life. Based on an unbelievably true story by S. Sadie Burbank, Red Hills, Green Vines, and Dried Monkey Meat for Dinner is a manuscript of Burbank's adventurous and deadly experience during a time filled with sex, drugs, and murder. Now available in paperback and hardback. For more information, log into www.redhills.us. Are you looking for a new book, comic, or apparel from your favorite MythWorks or independent creators? Then you're in the right place. Introducing the all-new redesigned MythMark store. Now bigger, badder, better. Sign up and become a member and receive 10 to 50% off on selected items. Get the all-new Terry D. Shearer's Bloody Hell t-shirt, or non-members can pick up one of our e-books for only $4.95. Or go into the past and relive the 90s with MythWorks Comics Classics for $3.99. The new MythMart. Bigger, badder, better. Visit MythMart at www.mythworks.com slash MythMart. Or find us on Facebook for extra savings. you own a business or have an item you want to sling? Do you want a chance to reach potential customers? Do you want to make some extra cash? Then here's your chance. For $50, you can have a one to two minute commercial featured on each of our shows for an entire month. With six shows a week, that's only $2.09 per podcast. Plus, for an extra 10 bucks, your item will be placed into MythMart. So sit back and relax as they handle all stages of transactions. Contact our ad department at info at jaysamon.com. But, uh, so that's pretty much what I've been up to, other than working and, you know, reading the digital comics. Like I said, I, I finished the. The first part, or the first act of a Yelp Gnome. I'm still working on that. Um, you let me borrow The Last Samurai, and I had never seen that before. And Terry and I sat down and we watched that, and I was like, oh, you know, the mm. fight scenes were incredible, and, and the content was really, really good. And, and so I took some of that. Um, I watched this one thing on YouTube from the History Channel about uh, samurais, mm-hmm. and I was taking notes and stuff like oh, that. And, and it's gonna, it's the progression of the second act is gonna be pretty different from the first act because now I have a little bit more understanding, yeah. yeah, more information of of what samurais are, and what they do, and um, the the funny thing is, is the character that they're talking about in this documentary, uh, Mayomoto, is actually the the character 
that we use in Bloody Red Path. The one that finds a Yelp gnome after his injury is Mayomoto. So, there you go. It all ties in, which was really cool. Um, so, other than that, that's pretty much it. You know, Zoe just turned two. Um, that was, she's getting her two-year molars, so she's been fussy. I mean, she's yeah. better now, but God, she was really fussy for like those two weeks. It was tough. Um, Jaden's doing good. He's, uh, he's Jay, you know, <laughs> he's fine. Um, and of course, like I said, you know, he's, he's getting bumped up to seventh grade. Hopefully the paperwork will go through soon. That's, that's <laughs> the teacher, I think, is kind of dragging her feet, which is funny because she's the one who brought it up, but now she's kind of dragging her feet about finishing the paperwork. Um, did you know, and I'm going to jump, I'm jumping from X-Men to Batman. Did you know that Fox is going to be releasing a brand new TV series called Gotham? Gotham. Gotham. There we go. Got it out. Is it a live action piece? Yes, it's live action. That's cool. But it's about James Gordon. It's, Batman's not in it. But it's about James Gordon before he becomes. Oh, so they're gonna do um year one as a like actual TV series. Yes, that's gonna be fucking cool. And I'm I'm looking for looking forward to that. And I think I don't know I I don't know how because I I've said this before you know oh this is gonna get great ratings and nobody watches it and they cut it after the pilot mm-hmm. you know but um I hope it does well because it. it just the synopsis of it. Yeah. You know, because it's like a gritty, well, you know, the city's really gritty in itself. Yeah, in general, yeah. And uh, it's it's kind of neat to see a different perspective because you've always seen Gotham is through the perspective of Batman, you know. So now it's it's going to be a different prism through ordinary people, you know. So I'm looking forward to that. I think that's coming out here pretty soon. I think they're starting the pre-production. You know, I was reading something online. It was like, um, top ten facts you would never know about Batman or some shit like that. And, uh, the it's funny because this is like, I'm gonna talk about, like, the whole Gotham thing first. Uh-huh. But Gotham, I, and I thought it was funny because everybody, you know, when they watch, like, Spider-Man, they're like, oh, yeah, it's New York City or whatever. Gotham's supposed to be, like, they don't ever really say anything. It's supposed to be, like, either in, like, New York or New Jersey. I would think it'd be more in New Jersey because that's where all the ghetto people are. (laughs) Like, it would make sense. Yeah, and um, where does Superman come from? Metropolis. Metropolis. Is supposed to be... uh, Los Angeles, isn't it? No, it's... it's, uh, Toronto. Oh, really? Yeah, it's T dot Toronto, Ontario. Oh. Yeah, it's it's it, like I I read that and I thought that was kind of funny. You know, since we're on the the this has been a whole comic book. I just I had so much comic book nerdist in me. Mm-hmm. I just had to like, you know, get it out. And all I was actually planning on talking about a bit of this each episode, but it was just I had to get it out. Man, it was like in there pent up. Um. But since we're talking about comic books, did you know that Toronto, well, not just Toronto, but in Canada, they came out with Superman coins. They're actual currency. 
<laughs> it's currency. That's it's cool. It, and it's Superman, and you can go to www.mintmint.ca slash Superman, and they have like seven different coins, but it's actual currency. That's cool. And, and the reason I thought about this is because you brought up Jim Lee, you know, and Doing the new Superman. Superman, yeah. And there's actually a coin, a side view shot of Superman looking over Metropolis. And Superman's all color. The coin is actually in color. That's fucking cool. But the the city is, you know, silver metallic. And then around it, you see these weird writings. It's a Kryptonian. It is Kryptonian. Yes. It is. You gotta get some of those. For real. That's cool. Speaking of... No, go ahead. I was gonna say. Uh, I was reading a thing. I guess they're talking about, like, maybe making a Harley Quinn movie. Really? I think it'd be weird because she's actually like, I mean, facts, but she's a pretty backstory. It'd be interesting mm. how she became Harley Quinn or whatever, like her story. Right. So they might be making that. It's funny because before you before you start, I wanted to say something. Yeah. And this this might catch attention, and you guys will probably look at it because you think I'm like it. The original Robin. Yeah. Okay. Adam West and the original Robin. Yeah. Okay. The original Robin wrote a book. About his life as Robin. Oh, Burt Ward. Yes. I was trying to think of his name, Burt Ward. And he, um, he was saying that, you know, it was so hard for him, uh, because he'd always get the ladies and whatnot. And Adam West was a complete idiot, and he always told Adam West to do, and so, and so forth. And, and it, it goes on to get even worse than that, and it, it, it's so funny, because, and this will be a little bit explicit, but he talks about, how the ladies would want him because of the size of his dick. And Adam West, <laughs> he came out, and I guess um, the the art the person that wrote the article took a quote from Adam West, and he basically said that that's all a lie. He's like, I don't understand why he's you know trying to do all this stuff when everybody knows on set that Adam West was the one that got all the women. He was. By far more intelligent than Robin. Right. And he said on top of that, Robin had a small dick. <laughs> <laughs> and it made me laugh. I was like, this is actually something I, like, if I were to see it on the shelf, I'd probably pick that up. Yeah. Um, jumping back while you are talking, I pulled this up. And we'll actually, I'll put a picture up on our site as well. That is the picture of one of the coins. That's so cool. Yeah. And that is... It. That's a $20 piece. Canadian 20 I want to talk about one more thing real fast. Since yeah. it's getting close to Halloween, yes. there's this girl that we found on YouTube, and she does, uh, like, monster makeup. But she Do it yourself. But she does it completely out of makeup. She doesn't use any type of prosthetic. She does it completely out of, like, shading. <coughs> and she does a lot of, like, like, ba- like Joker. Harlequin. Stuff like that. And... She's amazing. Like, it looks so awesome. She did a Freddy Krueger with just makeup, and it, it looked so really good. fucking good, yeah. yeah. Her her name, her, well, her name, but her YouTube account is Made You Look. It's M, like, Made You, and then the U is Y-E-W, and then Look. Yeah. And her Facebook is Made, letter U, Look. By so, looks. yeah. But people should check it out. It's really cool. She has a lot of different ones. Really? I like her Joker. She has, like, a original Joker, and she also has, like, the... He Ledger Joker that she does. It's all, all out of makeup. There's no prospect, but it looks like, cause she shades it so well, it looks really good. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what, 
And now there's a picture going around the internet with Justin Bieber, and he takes a picture. He's holding the Batman versus Superman script. Have you seen this yet? Mm-hmm. Oh, I I I I've seen a thing about that. Um, an actual actor like took a picture of it too, and he put like Bieber on it or some shit like that. He was making fun of him. Oh well, see, because originally it was, and I haven't caught up to that, but um. There's rumors that Justin Bieber is going to be Robin in the new Batman. No. Why would they do that? I don't think... No. And I was going to ask. Now, if anybody listens to this that has listened to me on what we think, there's actually... I have a specific segment where I just rant about how much Bieber is just a little cunt. I, I can't stand him. <laughs> have you seen those diaper pants that he wears? Yeah. It's like... Do Literally, you know, it's made. It's, it's called, you know, swag or whatever the hell that shit is. Yeah. It's like skinny jeans that have a diaper butt on them. Like, the legs are super tight and the butt hangs down to the knees. Really? Yeah. Like a diaper pant. Like, like as if they had a giant diaper on with skinny jeans over it. Yeah. I hate him. It's it's so funny because, uh, you know, me and Rebecca like this one page where they, like, they post, like, on this site. And it's like 10 things about whatever. Right. And like I told you, this is like the site that I uh, told you about. It was like the 10 facts that you would know about Batman or whatever. And they put, it was like a segment about Justin Bieber. And he flipped off Bill Clinton. Yeah, we actually did a show about that. He uh, kept one of his concerts waiting for two hours because he didn't feel like going up there yet. It pissed so it just enraged everybody, and they said that they lost. He gained so much money from that because, you know, they paid to be there. Right. Most of them had to go home because they were like prepubescent teenagers. Yeah, they had to leave because they were so young. Like basically past their bedtime. Yeah. Really. Uh huh. And um, it's funny because it 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 showed another thing, and he uh he would. Piss in the mop buckets. Yeah, yeah, we actually did a show on that one too. Over I was like, dude, he's stupid. You guys should listen. I'm not just YouTube, but everybody that uh, you know listens to Scene Red. I think you guys would really enjoy um, what we think because yeah. there's, like I said, there's a specific part of the show where I just talk about how the the how much of a douchebag Justin Bieber is? I think he people it. still love him. Oh Speaking of douchebags, um, and I, I think we're Grant Morrison. Gonna... Oh. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> See, I knew it. Um, uh. You know, Grant Morrison did a podcast recently talking about Batman, and he enraged so many people because of, of one of his comments, and he said, "Well, yes, Batman is gay," and. He just kind of passed it off. It was like, yeah, Actually, you know, I read something about that. It was funny, because I, I don't remember exactly what I read, but I remember something. It's so loud. It's like it's blowing up the screen. What? Like it turned up. Um, yeah, I remember reading something about that. I Like I said, I can't remember exactly what you know I read, but I, I skimmed over it real fast. Uh-huh. But he basically did say that He's like, yeah, I know Batman's gay. Yes. And there's no indication of that. He was just saying that just to say that. Well, and the thing was is that in the beginning of, of his podcast that he was doing, 
he's like, no, the relationship between Batman and Robin is, is how Batman. He's saying he was a pedophile, basically. Well, in the well, later on he gets into that. But yeah. In the beginning, he's like, well, no, because Batman sees Robin as the child that he never had a chance to be. And Robin sees Batman as the person that he wants to grow up to be. Yeah. And then an hour into the show, he's like, yeah, Batman's gay. And just kind of passes it on. And people were just like, fuck you. You know, they were pissed. Yeah. And it did my heart good to see the responses because (laughs) people are finally seeing that. How much of a retard Grant Morrison is. He is. He is. And he, and he, how do I say this? I don't like Grant Morrison. If anybody knows me, knows that I don't like Grant Morrison, not only do I not care for his writing, but I don't like his method of of the way he sees the world. Um, it's just... Well, it's seen red. What the hell? You know, if if in order to for you to become enlightened in any sort of way, you have to deprive yourself of sleep, do hallucinogenics. You know, that's that's not a life to live. And, it's not. And people are impressionable. Mm-hmm. People are very impressionable. It doesn't matter what age. If they're seeking some type of guidance, and Grant Morrison is their hero. Yeah. And Grant Morrison is saying, "Well, yeah, I, I'm sleep deprived, and I take hallucinogenics." That's they're gonna fall asleep because yes. they look up to him. Yes, and and I know I'm probably gonna get emails saying, "Well, that's not true." Well, that's not true for everybody. No, but I would say the mass majority of people if that he, are looking up to him are looking for him for direction. If yeah. he was a normal fucking person, he would go to sleep at a decent time and not take hallucinogenics because that actually increases you know, creativity. Because if he did that, then he would have no talent whatsoever. Exactly, yeah, he wouldn't have a. He doesn't have talent. He's just weird. He just has drugs that help him have this weird idea that people follow suit to for whatever reason. He was the one that killed off Robin, wasn't he? Yes, he was the one that killed off Robin. I love the fact that when he stopped writing for GC, uh-huh. that they, when they picked it up, they made um, Tim Drake the Red Hood. Yes. That shit like blew my mind. I was like, no fucking way. In fact, he was. It made such a, a big thing with him killing Robin. He was on the news, Grant Morrison. And he's like, "Well, yeah, I created the character just to kill him off." And that kind of tells you what type of person he is. He literally spent the, the year and a half or whatever it was introducing Damian Wayne, Bruce Wayne's mm-hmm. son, yeah, for everybody to fall in love with and him and kill him and then kill him. That's I don't know. I I don't. <clears throat> But, but yeah. So there, there's lots of of uh, fan reaction about Batman being gay, and and then of course Grant Morrison comes back and he's like, well, the world's a lot more than sexual preference. There's more to Batman than just his sexual preference. And, and yeah, like being a zombie. Yeah, because <laughs> that's what the Black Lantern corpse is. And uh, and it just it, it boggles my mind. And I, I always, I try not to do this because when I try to get into Grant Morrison's head, I get a headache. And it's... Because there's nothing there. That's why your head hurts. It's just trying to make sense of, of his thought process. Yeah. I don't think you can. Neither... Unless you take drugs. Stick to, stick to what, what side of the fence you're on. You know, 
not say one thing. Well, and yeah, it's probably it. You know, he's still probably whacked out on drugs. He he probably forgets or, you know, I I don't know. I don't I don't like him. I don't like the fact that he's considered one of the best writers in the world. It's disgusting. He's not articulate. No. And a lot of people say, oh, he's wonderfully articulate. He's probably no, he's one of not. those people that wears Velcro shoes because he's... He... I'm telling you, it's, it, has, it comes down to, like, whoever you know. Yeah. You don't have to have talent anymore to be anything. All you got to do is know the right people, and you can be whatever you want to be. Or have enough money in your own pocket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's it's sad. Speaking of sad, I'm, and we're going to actually go out on this one, folks, is uh, Rebecca and I share a Netflix account. And now they have a new thing of profiles. You know, you can make your own profile. Yeah. Well, I made my own profile, and, you know, you go through and you answer all the preference questions, and then they pick movies for you. Yeah. So I literally spent like two and a half hours, and, and we talked about this uh, last a week or two ago with Terry and I, but I, I know you'll get a kick out of it. Um, I, I spent like two, two and a half hours filling out all these things of what I like, what I don't like, what I watch, what I don't watch. And the very first movie that popped up was American Beauty. Um, now, I've never seen American Beauty. Yeah. And I I was telling Terry, I said, this is what, you know, they pick. And he's like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> I'm like, really? You know, because honestly, I was expecting something like, uh, you know, because right now, me writing the Yelp, I'm very heavily influenced with martial arts movies. Yeah. Of course, the X-Men or, you know, some type of cartoons or, or you know. Superhero shit, but not American Beauty. So I end up watching American Beauty. Have you seen that movie? Yeah. With uh, Kevin Spacey? Yes. <sighs> now, <sighs> okay, I and I said this before, I'll say it again. I, out of the five stars, I gave it a three. Because I did like it, mm. for the most part. And I, I, it was fun because, you know, I like to dissect characters and get in their heads and their thought processes. But it was like the first 45 minutes of the movie was so hard for me to watch because I was like, do, 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 you know, push, pause, get up, go have yeah. a cigarette, come back, sit down, watch a little bit more. And I was doing this for like the first 45 minutes. <laughs> then it starts getting good, you know, and that's where he starts smoking weed and he quits his job and, you know, he's, yeah. he's making that transformation into the person he used to be. And I was getting really into it. And then, and I was explaining to the listeners, and um, again, you know, he was doing this because he 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 just had a thing for this the one blonde. Yeah. And he's making this whole transformation just to impress her, just to try to get with her. Well, at the end of the movie, he decides not to get with her. And for me, I was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> because this this is the whole purpose of the movie. Yeah. When did that come out? Nineteen ninety nine. You probably haven't seen it. It was a, it was self exploration of of oneself as to what they used to be, because he became so mundane in his regular life. You know, he'd get up, go to work, live. You Same know, thing over and yeah. over again. He lost who he was. I think that's where they got the idea from the movie London. I don't know if you ever seen the movie London. Yeah. No. It's got a. Is Jess- it on Netflix? No. It's got Jessica Biel in it. Jessica Biel. Yeah, Jessica Biel. It's got um. Uh, the guy that plays Captain America in it. Chris, what's his face? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I watched it with you. Yeah. What did we watch it on? 
My PlayStation. I uh, downloaded it. Yeah, it's a good movie. You would like it a lot. I'll have to check it. He out. basically, it's almost like the same thing that you're that you're talking about, but you'll see what I'm talking about. How like you can, I'm it's similar. Him to see it. He'll like okay. it. Okay. Yeah. But but anyway, it's it's this guy, and finally, towards the end of the movie, he's found himself. He knows who he is and what he, you know. Oh, it's also got Jason Statham in it. Oh, really? Yes. So there's action. Yes. Okay. I'll have to check it out. But anyway, so he has this opportunity to get with this girl that he's he's pretty much just he fantasizes all through the movie about. And he's he's like, nah. You know. Changes his mind at the last minute. And that was like <laughs> At that point, as soon as he says no, the whole backstory becomes pointless. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's sitting at the table and spoilers to anybody that's not seen the movie, he gets killed. I'm like, what the hell? And, and to me, at the ending, the conclusion of the movie, I felt that the whole movie was pointless. Because the main objective was not reached. Yeah. And he dies. So the mm-hmm. main objective would never be reached. And I was just like, and Netflix picked this for me. What are they trying to say <laughs> about me? Right? There's no point to this movie. So... But yeah, I'll, I'll check out London. It's a good movie. She liked it. Any final thoughts as we're closing up? No. But Grant Morrison. Okay. So tired. <laughs> I'm very happy that both of you guys are back. I know, we're trying to make it through, man. I'm fucking hungry still. <laughs> you want to explain why real fast? Oh, we're on the HCG drop diet. You only get to eat 500 calories. So I feel like I'm starving, like a little like kid. Who's been Me and her are gonna go home and fucking make a giant pot of coffee and drink that shit. Yeah. One soda is 140. Yeah. So that tells you that we can't have anything that's good. I know. Your what body's gonna go through withdrawals and stuff. <laughs> oh, it is. Sugar withdrawal, everything withdrawal. Like I'm, I'm like my head hurts. I'm blurry. I'm tired. I know. I have blurry vision too. I'm like. All right, we can we can wrap it up. But I am very happy that you guys are back, and uh, I look forward to getting back on the track. And as we head towards episode fifty-two, for um, fifty-two, wait, what? Episode fifty-two. That's our one-year anniversary. Oh uh, yeah. I'm like, how did we skip ahead eight episodes? What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Where was I? So, and I, I'm sure the the listeners are very happy. Yeah, they're waiting. See, I'm not an asshole. I know what I'm doing. Trust me. I've been doing this game for a long time. Well, I mean, you can come off to be a bit of an asshole, but it's all in good cause, we swear. Yes. Because I'm an asshole, too. Ask her. She is. <laughs> uh, real fast, before I close out. Uh, how's marriage? How's married good. life? It's good. Very cool. And how long have you guys been married now? Six months? No, but four... Eight. Five. Nine. Almost five. Okay. <laughs> I can't think for shit. <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully you guys will I'll be kind of back on track with... Well, well, we probably won't be as delusional next week because we'll be used to this shit by now. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for this week. I am David K. Montoya. I'm Rebecca C. Lofgren. And I'm Aaron Illich. And if you're a fan of Brian Michael Bendis, Grant Morrison, or just eating the wrong things, then you might be seen red. See you next time.
Don't say we didn't warn you. 